As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at Chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's Chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, everybody. This is Real Men Talk Shit. And we're back with Justin. We're missing Mark this week. He had a family emergency, had to run out. You guys will be seeing him on Awkward Fist Bump Productions this week. We have a huge guest lined up for that. So if you guys haven't checked over, go over and click over onto that. I also look better this week because, you know, I actually have a light on my face. And so we wanted to plan more of a conversation show, less topical, more telling stories, and kind of just sitting here relaxing. We didn't end up having a guest this week. We were supposed to have a double guest for both shows, but that kind of didn't work out. I guess he's coming back on this show at a later point. So that's going to be awesome. We do have two sponsors for this show, and both of them are new, which is absolutely great. One of them, actually both of them, I use every single day. First one is KT Tape. If you have an injury, just like I do, I had surgery on my neck, about almost a year ago now in December. And I honestly couldn't live without it. I was dealing with headaches every single day when I didn't have KT tape on my shoulder and my neck and my arm, just that way I kind of feel like I'm being held together and kind of feel like I'm able to use my hand and have that blood flow back there. So if you guys do have injuries, whether that's muscular or vascular and that kind of stuff, make sure to go talk to your medical professional and it might actually work for you. It might actually help what you're dealing with depending on what you're dealing with. So make sure to go check them out. There'll be a link down in the description below. And GT Racer Chairs, Racing Chairs, sorry. Screwed up the ad read already. I use this chair every day at my desk. I love it. There will be a link down in the description. I'm trying to get code Real Men Talk. It would be super awesome if I'm able to get that because then we can just use it across all brands and everything else because we're all real men and we talk. So how the hell have you been, Justin? How's your week going? I'm going good, man. Just been raining. <laughs> kind of slowed up work, but it's going good, though. I bet. I bet. I bet all those hurricanes are absolutely insane down there. Well, it's just been raining the last two days, so it hasn't been like like super bad storms. It's just been nonstop rain, though. We so. have yet to be hit by anything, and normally the stuff that hits you guys hits us like two days later or so, and we yeah. haven't had a single day that's over like 55, 56 degrees Dang. And <laughs> we've had no weather. It's been super, super clear. 
it's just super super cold this is probably actually going to be the last episode where you guys are actually able to see my hair because very soon because of my neck injury and stuff like that it's going to be very very hard for me not to have something covering my head which is super weird so i might as well explain this now but because of thoracic outlet syndrome and the the disability i have it's going to make it very hard for my neck to be cold and my head to be cold it'll cause headaches i won't be able to do the show so instead of not having a hood on i'll just probably end up having a hood on a hood and a bandana who the hell knows but <laughs> something probably will be covering my head just so that way i can keep the cold off of it yeah so there was some crazy news going on this week and i don't know if you hear heard about it so because of trump's assassination on one of the generals in iran iran now has come out saying that they're going to assassinate donald trump I have not heard that. And I saw this article literally about five minutes after I heard the talk in between Joe Rogan and Tim Kennedy, hopefully who will be a guest here on the show rather soon, been in contact with his uh, management on and off. So that'd be cool. uh, He's a UFC fighter and he was special forces and stuff like that. And he, he looked at all of the election stuff and all the stuff that's going on and said, everybody's messing with everybody. They don't care who wins. They don't. They just Mm -hmm. want to make it look muddy. They want to make it look dirty. They want to make it look so that way it's unorganized and everybody kind of hates everybody. They don't care who wins. They don't care who's in the house. They care who gets along. A united America after 9-11, after uh, the Boston bombing and all that stuff, we're much more powerful. Oh, yeah. We're, We're much more able to deal with things. So now Iran, who has been backing the Democrat Party through the 2016 election, is now threatening the president. That's insane. Like, <laughs> do they not know the consequences that's going to come from that? <laughs> well, it's a really big flip if you think about it. A few years ago, we gave them millions of dollars in the middle of the desert in the middle of the night from President Obama. Now, now they're threatening our president because they don't get along with him. It's a pretty big, that's a pretty big flip. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, if any, it doesn't matter, Republican, Democrat, if any president ever got assassinated from any other country, America would be in an uproar (laughs) and all of our military would be headed straight there to rain hell on them. That's crazy, man. What's crazy is, is, the time that you would think that it would have happened would have been 9-11. Yeah. It would have been George Bush. He would have been the person that would have gotten hit because of him coming out and saying it was this country when it wasn't anywhere near there. It's just, it's super interesting that now is the time that this stuff comes out because he attacks somebody because he's getting nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah. I heard about that. It's yeah, actually it's absolutely... two of them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Both of the contracts um, with Israel and the Europe Arab Emirates and Israel and something else. And then the stuff that happened in North Korea. I will be thoroughly surprised. And I will almost say the only way that he doesn't get it is because of politics. Oh, yeah. I think that if they mess with the election, then he won't get it. But overall, I see America just being fed up with everything that's going on and all the politics and the BS that's going on in the streets that they're going to want him to take back over, fix America again, 
back to kind of where it was and and fix and our economy to talk yeah he's losing by eight points right now as of like two days ago i think i saw he's losing by eight points going into 2016 three days before the election he was losing by 10 okay so he's, that means he's he leading by at least two points yeah you see how not, that worked out <laughs> not a popular vote but there's a yeah. chance he's by two points if not yeah. more did you see that crazy thing that uh biden did today or yesterday where he played despacito on no. his phone at a at a rally to try to get the latino support <laughs> Trump has 80 percent latino support in florida yeah where does I, this come from <laughs> None of this shit makes sense. None of no. these stats actually correlate with anything. It's just, it's all them pulling it out of their ass, I feel. Yeah, because I don't think it makes sense. No, I don't think that the what they say, like, oh, he's leading and whatnot. I don't think that those numbers are true. I mean, look at the uh, coronavirus numbers. I mean, they lied about that for how long? The last six months? <laughs> And they just came out and said, oh, I'm sorry, we, it wasn't that many people. Well, and then you also have the boosted numbers by states like New York that uh, put all of the sick elderly back in nursing homes. Mm-hmm. That happened in California, Michigan, New York, New Jersey. And yet they're still trying to pin those numbers on the president instead of the governors. It's just, it's scary. You would hope that those numbers and the actual opinion of what's going on and the real stats of what's going on would actually be available to me and you. Yeah. Uh, talking about numbers being wrong and like different things like that. Did you hear what Biden also said at another press conference that he said that if he was elected president, he would stop. There would be less hurricanes, less fires, less uh, floods, he also but, said that there would be a national mandate for masks. Yeah, there, there would be, national... be no exceptions. No, I ain't going for that. But it's it actually it, fully <clears throat> against the Constitution. Oh, yeah. Against our rights to do that. And that's just insane. Like, we're not a communist country. Why would you even do that? But, uh, you know, he's he's trying to blame trump for all this like oh it's trump's fault that all these fires are started that all these hurricanes are coming but especially like in california where all these fires are started there showed that there was video and proof and people got arrested for throwing uh was it called mazatel cocktail uh mazatel uh, cocktails one of them was and starting you know fires birth announcements where they'll uh put tannery in a box with uh chalk and stuff in it they'll mm-hmm. shoot it mm-hmm. tannery explodes and caught a whole bunch of woods on fire. The crazy thing is, is they're using that as the example of the mass of these forest fires, when I believe it's like 5%. That's crazy. That's <laughs> And most of them are started by lightning and stuff like that, stuff that we just honestly can't control. Yeah. And it's so dry out there. I mean... Well... That's not the only crazy shit that's going on in California. If you guys haven't gone to see the pictures of California right now, looking like it's literally hell, which in all honesty, it pretty much is. If you have any conservative views and you go into California, you 
if Ben Shapiro is leaving California, <laughs> we have problems. But uh, go Google, whether you Google San Francisco, fire, picture, whatever. It's just bright red. And it just has this weird, ominous glow to it. It looks literally out of like a Call of Duty game where there's fire and hell and everything else coming up through the ground. Absolutely crazy. But there was uh, two attempted murders on police officers. And I know Mark wanted to be here for this conversation, but we still need to cover it. It's one of the saddest fucking mind-bending things in the world. Yeah, that was insane. Like, you know, like, growing up, you know, I wasn't always living the best life. I've made bad choices, and, you know, throughout my life, I have said, you know, F the police, I don't like them, because I was living that kind of life, you know? But now that I'm older and i grown up, and I look back, and I'm like, dang, that was real stupid, you know? And now I got family members that are officers, you know? I think genuinely everybody who has even a slightly hard childhood, if they're not taken out of that situation or helped out of that situation in any way, they do have that kind of like resentment towards people that are either succeeding, whether that's the police or people that actually have money or however you want to look at it. You do have that negative look of them because that's where all the problems are. Yeah. You don't have money, so you steal stuff. You don't have money, so you struggle, whether that's drugs or alcohol. And then it kind of just compounds. You hate yeah. the police because they're convicting you of crimes that you committed. You commit those crimes because you're poor. You're poor because of the crimes that are committed, and it kind of just makes it worse. And worse. A snowball, yeah. But now, I mean, like I said, like now that I got, I'm older, and I had, like, in my family, there's two people that are officers, you know, so, and... Like, uh, out of doing my time, like, I did 10 years, you know, and it's like, I've seen there are good officers, and a lot of them, some of them, they're, they're just everyday people that are, that's a job that they chose. A lot of them came out of military. That and, female police officer was one of the most badass police officers I've ever seen. I haven't, yeah, I mean, I heard, I've, I've seen the story, I just didn't, I haven't heard She got about shot directly past. in the jaw. Yeah. Like... She's in the ICU because of and getting what, shot in the mouth, essentially. I did see that she got, once he ran off, she was able to get out and uh, render aid to her partner. She rendered aid to her partner, covered him until the police got there, and still withheld and made sure everything was contained. Yeah, that's awesome. But it's like a, lot of, a lot of these officers insane. are just everyday people, you know? It's like they're just working. It's just their job, you know? And... It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy because I remember a few years ago when Trump put up the wall or started putting up the wall and everybody was like, well, ISIS isn't a problem. And the Republican talking point was ISIS is going to get through the border. We need to shut down the border, deal with the problem, and then reopen it. Now they're using the same argument that Republicans used against closing down the border and ISIS now against police who are actual Americans. Yeah. Oh, we can't close down the border because that's racist. Oh, we can't. All police are bad. Okay. And one, yes, there are bad police. And I'm sure Mark would agree. Justin would agree. And I would agree. But at the same time, there's a whole bunch of good ones. You can't, you can't fault 99% of people for 1%. percent mm and if you do, then you're the one who's in the in the wrong. Yeah, because there's a lot of really good 
officers and EMS and firefighters and you know there's a lot of them are just like I said every everyday people that did you hear about the two high school students that were running onto the football field with a blue line flag and a red line flag and now they have been suspended by the school and suspended from all sports for the rest of the year yeah that's insane like first of all it's an American flag first and foremost well, they, technically, you're not supposed to deface the American flag. You're not even allowed to make it black and white. Okay. Well, that makes sense. But, I mean... That, so, like, I, there is a gray area there of... Yes, there. I can understand where the argument of disrespect is. Mm-hmm. But the one flag, not the firefighter flag, because that was the black and white and then the red stripe flag. But the blue line flag actually was the honest blue line flag that the first time I saw it. I'll tell the story in a second. It's like a black flag with a thin blue line. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like, you're not standing up for the country. They're, they're showcasing what their parents do. They're standing yeah. behind parents. It's not a political statement. But it's supporting them. But it wouldn't be the same. We wouldn't be having the same conversation if they ran out with a BLM flag. Yeah. Our, so our when, was the flag. First, when was the first time that you heard of the blue line flag or the blue line? I mean, I've been locked up for 10 years, so I just recently heard about it. I didn't even know about it. Well, I heard about it like six or seven years ago. And yeah. uh, the person's house I heard of it in was it was a relationship of a lawyer and a police officer. Local town lawyer, city cop. I live in New York. Obviously, a New York City cop, you're not going to figure out where the fuck it is. It doesn't matter. So they look at their adopted son and said, hey, if you are going to have run-ins with the police, put a blue line. Um, and I, I had no idea what the fuck they were talking about. They're like, put a blue line on your car and they'll see that you support the police and they won't even stop you. <laughs> I'm like, first off, that doesn't make sense. No, I, I don't genuinely understand what you're saying. I think I was like 16, maybe 15. And I'm just like, that That doesn't add together. That doesn't make sense. And then all this stuff happens. And I'm like, that's what they were talking about. They were talking about putting a, a blue line license plate on their car. Just so that way they could acknowledge, hey, we support you. And they weren't going to be stopped because they were a lawyer and a cop's kid. <laughs> Now, if you want to talk about privilege and stuff like that, that's trying to use privilege. I don't care what color you are or whatever. That's trying to use privilege. Yeah. But that's just crazy. Because of the I mean, you have in the town, you, you get away with whatever the fuck you do now. No. But His sister's I, now in jail because of a DUI, so. It doesn't always work out then, huh? <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. It's just, it's stupid. It makes you shake your head because, like, these things that you hear about years ago don't make sense and then a couple years down the line and all of a sudden you're like yeah i i get where you were coming from now mm-hmm. yeah because like I, I hadn't really heard about it until after i got out i didn't know what it was so now let's go into some more light-hearted stuff and then we'll go back into some deeper stuff and then back out and then we're gonna go hop in an interview so I was about 12 and this was the first time I kind of rode anything other than like go-karts and, and racing. I do have a story on my channel about um, being offered to race for money and stuff like that, but this was a quad. 
So this was the first time I ever wrote a quad with like hand controls and stuff like that and trying to teach myself. So I got pretty adept at going around a house and just kind of understanding how to brake and turn and all that stuff, but not really comfortable with change in elevation and going over stuff. Yeah. So my uncle walks outside and my cousin brother, however you want to want me to talk about him. He's essentially my brother. He's my cousin though. <laughs> and, uh, you from the south? This <laughs> is the first real man talk shit episode, and you will hear some crazy stories that will make you think I am from the south. <laughs> so, actually, we'll probably end up retelling that story next time we have a Just the Boys episode because getting somebody from the south's opinion on my crazy fucking family probably would be pretty hilarious for all these viewers. So, as I was saying, he's like, let's go for a ride to the waterfall. They owned like five acres, maybe a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And they were in like a complex of like three houses that owned like 20 acres or so. Oh, dang. Like they had all of the siblings together, essentially, and like a group of houses that were surrounded by acreage. And they all just owned a little bit of it. And uh, they're like, okay, we're going to go through the woods and go see the waterfall. Zach, you can drive, right? Yeah, sure. So going about two minutes into it, three minutes into it. And uh, we get to this rock wall. And I'm like, I've never done this before, man. I've never done this before. They're like, just just gun it. And you'll go <laughs> over it. Okay. So I get it lined up perfectly. Sit there and wait. Get Let them get out of the way. Because it was a path that was about like four or five quads wide. Because they, they went down this all the time. But the the gap for going over the rock wall was a little bit bigger. I was on, like, I believe a 70. And it was big enough for, like, a 500 or so. So, Mm -hmm. like, maybe one and a half the quad I was on. So I go to go over it, and a fucking branch clips the tire. (laughs) So I hit the fucking rock wall, and it goes like this and just pushes me right off. Oh, man. Dash my face into a tree. And you just see... The first thing I remember after hitting the ground was the quad just slowly rolling. (laughs) (laughs) No, like that, uh, that like classic horror movie trope or like an action movie where you just see the car slowly rolling and they're like, oh, fuck, fuck, I got to catch my car. Yeah, Yeah. I just had that happen with a quad after I bashed my face off the ground. (laughs) So I get back on the quad. I get it back over the rock wall. They're like, take off your helmet. Okay, take off the helmet. Half my fucking teeth are through my lip. Oh, my God. Pouring out of my mouth. My uncle's like, we got to go back. We can't. Oh, my gosh, shit. Shit, shit. I was supposed to be spending the night. Now, I'm, now it looks like I'm going home. So we go into my aunt's house. She, she only has white wash rags for some fucking reason. <laughs> Hands me a, literally a handful of ice and a white wash rag. Here, put this in your mouth. Okay. Got you. It'll feel better. So about like 20 minutes later, my mom shows up. Zach, why the fuck were you riding a quad in the woods? Because I felt like it. Mike, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I wasn't the only one. Like, there was three of us, and I was with an adult. Yeah. Like, what are we doing about this? So she's like, okay. I don't know what to do with you you're coming to work with me (laughs) 
my mom worked in a nursing home at the precise time. So we go up on our floor and she's like, sit here. I got to go pass out meds. So my mom went and passed out meds. It's like 10 o'clock. I hit my head at fucking five. <laughs> Golly. I didn't eat dinner. Just got brought to work with my mom. And uh, she comes back after passing meds and all the nurses were sitting there talking to me and shit. And she's like, Zach, can you talk? I'm okay, you're talking about this with my mouth. <laughs> my teeth are still on my lip. She's like, look at me real quick. And she she grabbed my lip with gloves and pulled out my teeth. Just pulled the lip up and over top of the teeth. Mm. I'm like, ah. Oh. Mm. My mouth fills with... I'm like, that... Just not great, man. Not great. And uh, she's like, okay, now you can go home. What about this concussion you were worried about? Like, <laughs> I could talk, and that, that was the concussion symptoms you were worried about? Like, it was obvious. My lip was, like, four times the size. Like, I know I got big lips, but damn. Like, that shit was down to here. Yeah. It just super swollen. That's crazy. <laughs> just, like, stupidity. Like, I think back at it as, like, a parent now, and I'm like, that ain't it, dog. That ain't yeah. it. Yeah. Just should have gone straight to the hospital. Well, even if you don't go to the hospital and like you have some medical knowledge. Yeah. You test your eyes to see if you have a fucking concussion. Mm-hmm. You my teeth out of my lip before five <laughs> hours. <laughs> uh, I've never, I've only had like one crazy story about a quad. It was actually, was it a, maybe two, but uh, so my ex-brother-in-law, we were young. This is before he was dating my sisters, I think. Uh, I was like 12, I think. And I had never really been on one. So he was actually riding me on it to show me how to drive it and how it worked and everything. And they had a power line back behind their house. So there's just like, like the a big ones or like the telephone poles. Not the like big, big metal ones. The, the conduit ones. The ones that are like metal structures, right? Yeah. So there's at least like it's like about an acre width just for miles and miles and miles so uh we'd go back there and he was teaching me how to ride it and all that well we came up to this hill and he slowed down and he got he creeped up to it and then he gassed it and when he did it just came straight up and uh he fell back up or he fell back on top of me and had his feet up in the air trying to catch it but it actually you did the same thing i did but went backwards, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty crazy. Oh, it's, was... it's just insane. You, you put these kids on these things, and they have no idea what the fuck they're doing. It's just fun. Uh, when I was about a year before that, maybe two, I was offered to race uh, competitively at a local go kart track for money, which was oh, cool. fucking awesome. Didn't end up getting it, which is why that guest that we're talking to would be really fucking awesome because it's just like that connection there would be kind of cool. And uh, it's just like you're you're given the option and ability to do these things, which is super fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. And every fucking time you get hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's part of growing up, getting hurt all the time. In like four years, I had the lip thing. I had two broken arms, a broken wrist. 
eight fingers broken or fractured. Golly. <laughs> You're just a walking uh, accident waiting to happen. What's crazy is, is I'm 6'4", and not a single injury to my legs until I was 18. <laughs> All of my injuries were to my arms. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So let's go into some more heart-built shit. Maybe explore a little bit about life. So I was about 13 or 14 here. And my parents were very, very, very bad with their money and bills. They thought that it was the normal to rack up a seven, $8,000 bill and, and just leave it. And the bill that they decided to do this with this time was the electric. Golly, they let it go that far? <laughs> well, in New York State, uh, the current electric company that covers most of the area in upstate New York is one of the top 10 um, highest pay people. Oh, okay. So the rates are about two times what you would be paying. You're Damn. probably paying like in between 50 to $150. And the budget that we're allowed on is 280 As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just using round numbers. Yeah. Just. But, uh, so, the electric company came. And most of the time I had to deal with them because my mom had extreme, extreme anxiety. So anytime any bill collector came, anytime a repo truck came, anytime rent center came, I had to deal with them. Because my stepfather, as we talked about last episode, has an IQ that's lower than the room temperature. So sending him out there wasn't the greatest idea. So <laughs> send 13-year-old Zach out there because, you know, he can bullshit because he was growing up on shitty streets. And... uh we talked them into putting like a, a limiter on the electric instead of turning it off. And my parents were going to go down to social services and get some help or wh- whatever ended up happening. I don't remember exactly how the story resolved. Mm-hmm. So about an hour later, my mom's like, my mom called my cousin who was over my house every single day. Like she was there hanging out trying to make sure that we were all taken care of and stuff. 
and she's like, take the kids out. Like, I'm going to try and cook dinner, go take them out for something to eat in case it doesn't work. And she took us to a local pizza place. And uh, I just, something didn't feel right. Something just, it clicked that this this isn't going to end well. Yeah. We, I was home 95% of the time. Like, I, I didn't leave my house. So I was like, this this isn't right. We're not going to be dealing with this correctly. So we sit down and eat pizza. And I just, I st- feelings just start hitting. Oh, you got that sixth sense. Yeah. So so my cousin calls me outside and we sit out by the road. She's like, what's wrong? Like, this isn't you. What the fuck's going on? I was like, I think my mom's going to kill herself. Like, this was right after my attempt and, and kind of struggling with my own feelings and stuff like that. So, like, I understand what's going on. So I was 14. Sorry. Timeline. Mm-hmm. You're good. But, like, uh, just understanding what I dealt with, like, I could see the same kind of triggers of electric just got shut off. You're being asked for a couple thousand dollars. You're going to be feeling this. You're, you're going to be dealing with it. And she's like, no, no, I don't think that's going to happen. So we get home and all the lights are off. We walk into the kitchen. She's like, so I tried to make rice in the microwave while I was cooking something in the oven and everything went off. I haven't eaten anything and I don't know what I'm going to do and just had a mental breakdown. Oh, man. Now, the eating part of it's the least of her worries because she was like 450 pounds at the precise time. So eating something was, shouldn't have been the top of her priorities. The kids were taken care of. It should have been get this bill taken care of, try and try and consolidate this stuff so that way you can take care of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I see my mom just sitting there struggling with it, sitting there just falling apart. And it, it's such a weird thing because I don't know if it's because of how I grew up with how hard everything was. Or just because of the stuff I saw or because I don't want to be that. Life is so different now. I see everything so different. It's just like, you got to take care of those things. Cigarettes don't come first. Yeah. Your coffee don't come first. The bills and making sure the kids eat come first. You don't ask a family member to go take your kids out to go eat. So you can... Like, I, I thought I was losing my mom that night. Like, I legitimately... I thought there was an 85% chance I walk in and I see my 500 pound mom couldn't hang herself. So she probably cut her wrist, but like, it, it was just such a mind fuck at that point because it was years and years of this of power getting shut off. It getting turned back on this bill gets shut off, gets turned back on six months later, such a hard life in such a hard childhood that it's just like super, super reactive and super weird. Dang, I hate that, man. That's crazy. Yeah. So, like, that never that never happened. She never tried to do anything. It was just like you were going through a hard time and you thought that that might happen. Or... Is, is, like, I guess I always kind of worried about it because when you're so inconsistent with taking care of things, you're so inconsistent with employment, you're so inconsistent with actually getting up and doing something. Like, as I said, my mom was extremely heavy she was dealing with a lot at this point she just quit her job working as a nurse she was making like six seven hundred dollars a week there shouldn't have been that that problem there and it was created because of them 
Mm-hmm. And there was such like a disparity of the right way to do things and the wrong way to do things. And it just fell on its face. It's just, it's super crazy. Super crazy. Dang. Yeah, I've never really had any, gone through anything like that. So I, on that tip, I really, I, I don't know what to say. Just, I hate that, bro. I, and like, to me, another thing is like with this country, like we send so much money to other countries, but there's so many people here in America that need help that are struggling. Like but there's so many kids. My parents were on services and I was still starving. They're on what now? They were still on DSS and social services, but I was starving oh. three, four nights out of the week. Golly. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand the sentiment of, hey, there's a lot of people here that need help. Mm-hmm. But also at the same time, how do you actually actively give that help correctly and make it so that way it will actually impact their family instead of giving them things like alcohol, cigarettes, drugs? Yeah. I agree. So like on the, it's it's called EBT and stuff like that now down yeah. here. But so like, are you able to, to get alcohol and cigarettes with those? Because if you are, like, I don't know. No. Okay. And like my solution for this would have been, and it still is now, like I, I wish that they actually instituted this stuff was if you're on any kind of social services other than medical insurance, because in all honesty, that's going to end up becoming a right at some point. Yeah. You get a stamp on your on your driver's license. You can't buy alcohol. You can't buy cigarettes. You can't buy uh, marijuana when it's legalized. You can't buy those things. With that money? No, you can't buy it at all. Like, you forfeit your right. You're asking for help. You don't get vices. Like, if you have enough guts to say, I need help, yeah. then you also need to put the best foot forward and do everything you possibly can, just like you should have a job. Yeah. Unless you're unable to and you're disabled, but yeah. you should have that effort putting in to trying to get some stuff going. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I know it'd be it'd be oh, really it tough for a lot of the people. Fucking system, it would yeah. shock the system, and and you would see a lot of people struggle. Yeah. But at the same time, don't we have to bring the floor up instead of letting it sink? But I mean, yes, but also they're gonna this country and this world is going to go back to making money and they don't care about, they don't care about people's health. They don't care about people's mind states. They just want the money. And that's where a lot of problems have stimulated from is like, they just don't care. So they're not going to put in these kind of things into the system to where it would help them physically, you know, to be healthier, not to smoke, not to because drink. Then- like they they continually say the government's going to be bankrupted by these programs, but they don't put in safety nets that actually help people getting off. If yeah. you stop people buying eighty dollars worth of cigarettes a week, or one hundred and sixty dollars worth of cigarettes a week, I know down there they're definitely cheaper than that. But for a carton, yeah. you're looking at that. It's about eight to ten dollars a pack. You think of how far one to two packs a day goes. Yeah. Think of how many loaves of bread or even a pack of ramen, how far that's going to go. Oh, yeah. Rice and ramen could feed a whole lot of people <laughs> for that much. You well, could eat that, all week. That's what I lived on. 
I, I was eating three, four packs of ramen a day just so I could make it through the four or five days that I didn't eat. But it was bad. It was real bad. And and there's no safety nets to actually make sure everybody's being taken care of. It's just if something's said, it's taken care of. And, and it's sad. It's sad yeah. because the last thing I want is anybody to deal with the same stuff I dealt with as a kid. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I wish that there there was more ways to feed people, house people. There's and... a lot, but... It's and, so, I don't know how to describe it, but there, there's a lot. Like my family would sit there and binge and get a whole snack full of cabinets, uh, a cabinet full of snacks <laughs> and have like four or five bags of chips and four or five different cereals. Yeah. But we had a week's worth of meat on a month's worth of money. Dang. Yeah. So there should be like more things put into place, like healthier foods, meats, chickens, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. like, instead of, like you said, sweets and sugars and snacks and so that they can make sure that more people do eat healthy and they spend in their money directing them the way that they need to spend their money correctly. Well, like I think of it this way. If I went to Justin and I was like, Justin, I need $150. I have to describe to you why and what I need that money for. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to look at me like I'm an idiot if I don't spend that money on the same thing. Mm -hmm. I don't go and ask my mom for money. I don't talk to them. Because I know that if they can ask me for money, I, they would be using it on cigarettes and lying to me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There's that, there's that disparity there of, you used it wrong. Yep. And if, if you come to me for money, you come to me for support. I dictate how that money is used. And that, that's how it should be done. If there's food benefits, it needs to be used on food that can cover the entire month. If there's benefits that cover things, you don't get to experience vices such as alcohol, gambling, drugs, cigarettes. Yeah. What kind of protections are we putting in for these households that are that are struggling in this economy that don't have those support systems? Yeah. And it's really I mean, and that's a that's a good point that you bring up. And, you know, there's kids out here that, you know, they don't get to make these choices. And it's sad that these parents are making these kind of choices when it's for them, but it's also for their family, you know, and there's even worse situations. There was a family that was like a close family friend that I have more stories about too, that would steal food from the nursing home, sell their food stamps. So that way they could buy drugs. Yeah, that's so you're stealing from old people. You're selling your food stamps. I could go to somebody who needs it. So that way you can go get your Coke. Yeah, that, and not taking care of the family. That's yeah. also the same people that on the episode with my wife, the last episode we made before Mark and Justin joined, that guy that was a part of that family also attempted to kill me while I was at work. So if you guys want to go check out that story, that's a fucking hellacious story that we'll probably end up retelling at some point. But there's that one too. Golly. Yeah, I've had at least... 
four attempts, five attempts at my life. <laughs> I think it's time to move out of New York, don't you? <laughs> I don't know. It seems like I get along with Southern boys a little bit better than New York boys. <laughs> oh, man, that is insane, bro. God. <laughs> like, I don't think I'm that much of a dick. Like, I'll call you out and say you're a piece of shit, but. Yeah. I mean, call a spade a spade. <laughs> exactly. Like, I'm an asshole. I talk some shit, but yeah, just because I do better at what you're doing and I'm going to tell you about it doesn't mean I'm the biggest piece of shit in the world and I deserve to die. Yeah, not at all. Just don't deal with me then. <laughs> That's crazy. So, obviously, both of us have some crazy stories and experiences. But if you could add one experience to your life to enrich you in some way, whether that's money, experience, whatever you want, what would that be? Like, okay, so I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Okay, so like, just like, what's something you want that me I to go first? So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I could go about this one. Two ways, three ways. Like, I could be a leading radio host for the next two years, and that's just instilled in me. And now I'm a better podcaster. Now I'm actually able to market this stuff better and more effectively because I have that experience. Or I could take out a year of the fucking shitty experiences I had with my parents, and maybe, just maybe, I'm more of a whole person. Or I received $1,000 a week for the last year on top of my wages, which would be fucking awesome. (laughs) Like, just trying not to go extreme with it, but if I could have any experience, it would be just making it easier to be able to enjoy my life and and that stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so I... I was thinking, like, like what's something I would like to do that I've never been able to do or something. So, I, I was just like, to me, um, I'm not a mechanic, but I'm a car guy, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, like, you had 10 years taken from you, so. Yeah. <laughs> find so, an experience that you wish you could have put in there and, and put it in there. Um, You know, I'd love to be taught more about driving. Uh, You know, like, they got the Richard Petty School. That'd be awesome to go to. Um. Uh, Ken Block, yeah, I don't know if you know him. He's yeah. like one, the top three in the world for drifting. And if you have never heard about Ken Block, go to YouTube and just type in Ken Block. And if you have about a whole day, and you can just watch his driving is insane, bro. He's yep. done some crazy stuff. But I believe he was also one of the stunt drivers for uh, Tokyo Drift as well. Really? Okay. I, I could be wrong in that. I, I might be absolutely incorrect completely but i'm like 75 <laughs> percent sure that he at least assisted on it or one of those formula drift guys were were around okay. so yeah i mean i would love to be you know taught how to drive by him or you know like something like that to me would be awesome uh if i could go back 10 years to where i'm not as old as i am now and my back doesn't hurt <laughs> uh i'd like to you know like uh spend more time riding my bike and and get uh, taught how to ride BMX a little bit better than what I was able to. You know, I was never a professional or anything, and there's a lot of stuff I couldn't do, but I was decent on my bike, and 
you know, I love riding BMX and, and bikes in general. So uh, that would be cool just to, you know, have somebody, a pro, teach me and just be able to sit down and ride with a pro. And, that I mean, I've been able to ride with pros. Like when I was in high school, every time the uh, Mountain Dew Tour would come or something like that to Denver, we'd, you know, I was big in the BMX scene. So I was like, I had my foot in the door and, you know, we got to ride the uh, Mountain Dew tour course that only the professionals got to ride. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I got to meet a lot of, a lot of riders. Uh, what, what's even to... crazier is, is if you were five to seven years younger, you could be making money off of YouTube and then that pushing you into it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, with, so like with our, uh, talking about YouTube and stuff like that, and just, you know, this is like a new dream. I haven't had a dream to be a YouTuber or anything until, you know, the last year. And like when I was in the, uh, transitional center and, you know, I had, I was able to use phones and I had my own phone for about a year and a half in prison, but we didn't have service. The service was horrible. And almost the whole 10 years, I just used flip phones. So I didn't really start using uh, smartphones until like the last two years or so. What but was that it, transition like going from when you go in, the only kind of cell phone that people had was a brick Nokia that could survive a nuclear explosion coming out to everybody and their mother having a Galaxy or an iPhone, including your grandma? <laughs> it was the same well i mean like i said we had phones in prison which and but most 90 percent of them for almost my whole bid was flip phones so all we did was use flip phones and were they uh, controlled and stuff like i i no, hate no, to be these, interrupting just no 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 these were not uh legal uh, not, phones. not not legal yeah they were keistered and brought in <laughs> <laughs> there's many different ways they got in but yes that's uh, the only way I can think of it. If you're strip searching people, that phone's been up somebody's ass. And I really hope that you got the rounded edge one because if you got a razor, they there's a you're million a different ways to get them in. There's a million ways that they came in. But uh, yeah, Mike, most of the time they were just flip phones. But uh, you know, they did have the the flat screens, the touch screens, smartphones, whatever you want to call them, and. Uh, but you know the first few years they were very hard to find and only the elite people quote unquote had them and then it got more to where almost everybody could get a touch screen and uh they were but the camp i was at the service was horrible because a, a hurricane had gone through like three three years before i got out so the whole time i had mind that i shared with somebody we just had horrible service so we couldn't get on the internet we couldn't watch youtube we couldn't get on facebook anything like that hardly it was just calls and text and that was about it so yeah. once i once i got to the transitional center everybody was able to have your own phone you were yeah. able to get your phone sent to you and you could have a phone in there and uh, you know it's still prison it's still you're still regimented you know, yeah, but, you know, you go out and you work, and then you come back at night. And uh, so they allowed us to have phones because they wanted us to just slowly get back into society. And once I got my phone a couple weeks after I got there, it was just crazy just to be like, 
looking up any kind of music you want for free. Uh, you know, getting on yeah, Facebook. LimeWire, you missed MySpace. You missed. No, I had MySpace. I had MySpace. <laughs> that was out before I got locked up. Uh, I got locked up August 10th of 2009. So I'd had MySpace for about a year before I got locked up. And you barely touched on the beginning of Facebook. You didn't see any of the Facebook games. You never no. saw Farmville. You never no, saw never, any of the fun shit. I've never been on Facebook or heard about it or Instagram or Twitter and uh, I don't know, whatever other apps y'all they have. I think you got about them all other than Snapchat, which is essentially just texting that disappears. Yeah, I don't I don't have that either. So <laughs> but it was just never it was even, crazy. Never even downloaded the app, so I wouldn't know. No. Our TikTok, I've never had that. Uh oh, big news. TikTok actually got accepted US wide. It is not going to be kicked out of the country. It will also now be sold on the stock market within the next twelve months. Is China still? I uh, know uh, they uh, deinvested in the section that will be in the United States. Okay. Just like how they have a separate Facebook over there, it'll be a separate application over here. Is it Facebook or is it WeChat? I don't know. Okay. I just know that normally they're around the same company. They're owned by the same people. It's just offshore and different servers. Normally, uh, Americans cannot activate or interact with people from those countries okay okay so yeah it was just it was crazy you know being able to see family that had facebook and old friends and stuff and looking up old friends from high school and everything so that was that that first picture message yeah it was pretty cool (laughs) it was a culture shock but it was pretty cool i think a funny culture through with you like not being able to see the person that you care about or like losing the things that are around you to falling so hard that 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 you're in prison and and you don't have that stuff oh it's it's a tough pill to swallow and you know some people have it harder than others like you know i was blessed and thankful that my wife stuck with me she didn't go anywhere and you know we've been together like 14 years and she stayed with me the whole 10 years i was down and I had family that, you know, I could call on the, I call we called it the blue phone, but the phone on the wall, the legal phone. Yeah. And, uh, I you hate didn't those use phones. the booty cell phone for that one. Cause you didn't want to put it near your face. Yeah. I hate, I hate those phones on the wall. Uh, they charge us out the yin yang and it's recorded and it's monitored and it's So what you're saying is limited charges are less than the, prison charges the what now i said the track phone charges for two dollars a day was much cheaper than sitting there spending a couple dollars a minute yeah well yeah i mean like they weren't track phones they were just like prepaid verizon yeah, prepaid at and like, i remember in like 2009 i had a i had a nokia flip or an lg flip that i had to pay 2.99 a day to be able to text and call unlimitedly on uh it was a prepaid that's insane <laughs> that's crazy uh but that yeah vacation my sperm donors money actually went <laughs> i we were able to talk with family and stuff so that was cool but you know for the most part you lose everything 
I mean, the only thing I, I had when I came home was my family and my wife and my car. Uh, and I'm not going to go into detail about my car because it's just going to make me 38 hot. But it's getting worked on. It's almost, hopefully it should be done in the next couple months and I'll have my car back running. But, uh, you know, that's all I had. And it just sucks that uh, I had to lose everything. But the crazy thing is, you know, if you're spiritual or not, you know, God said that he would, you know, if things are taken away from you and you're trusting in him, he's going to give you back tenfold. And I've been out right out of year and, you know, he's just blessed me tremendously. You know, uh, I've got a great job. I've been working hard. I was able to pay cash for a truck and, you know, there was some stuff wrong with it that the guy kind of hid from me when I was buying it. And I mean, I just didn't want to pour money into it. So I ended up selling that and putting that money into my car. And then I got another, uh, another truck. So now I got a 2013 F-150 EcoBoost full four door four wheel drive. And I, it's the nicest truck I've ever had. So, you know, yeah, I lost everything, but things are coming back and I'm just spending as much time with family as I can and making up for lost time as best as I can. I bet. And I bet that's super, super hard trying to deal with all that disparity there. We are getting messages from the CEO about how we have to get our asses <laughs> off this call and get on that one. So if we don't hurry up, we're going to start getting beat with a nightstick. Make sure to go <laughs> check out KT Tape, check out GT Racing Chairs. If you guys want to go hang out in a car seat and not sit in a car like Justin, hopefully soon <laughs> he'll end up having a GT Racing Chair and be nice and comfy when he's yes. sitting creating this podcast. So if you guys want to go check out any of the episodes that we decided to talk about, any of the topics, Justin is going to be sitting there timelining the entire episode. So make sure to go check those out. There will be actual links down in the description, unless I'm lazy, and then it will only be a timestamp, and it will tell you when to go to if you want to skip a topic. So as always, guys, this has been Real Men Talk Shit, and I feel like shit's been talked. <laughs> as humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring... The best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.